Hello, welcome to Game Changer. Monday through Friday, David Villa and our crew dive into God's Word and talk about how to take principles from the Bible and apply them to our daily lives. Thanks so much for listening, and here's our host. Hey guys, what's up guys? Good morning, welcome to Wednesday's edition of Game Changer. I wasn't ready, <laughs> I must confess. <laughs> so I had a stink face on when this started. The Excuse intro me. and the countdown and all of that three, four minutes wasn't enough time to get ready. I can't say anything, I'm never ready. I was deep in meditation. Okay, all right, how you doing this morning? <laughs> good morning, I'm doing good. Yeah. Um, on the way in, I mentioned to you that we were driving by someone and they were laughing in their car with they were just by themselves and they were smiling and I said, isn't it really cool to go by someone and you don't really know what they're talking about, um, but they're joyful already first thing in the morning. Like most of the time on a commute, you're driving and everyone has grumbly faces, but like it actually made me smile to see that person in the car smiling, even though I had no idea why they were smiling. What if they were laughing at you? You know, that would be the only time that wouldn't be cool. <laughs> You know, like if like if you looked over and they were like this, and I would be like, oh look at that person who's laughing. I would hate to I would hate to think about what people think about me because I'm very animated when I listen to music. So if I'm listening to music in the morning and my head's bothering, oh, people are like, guy. oh I'm that guy. I'm that guy that you see that's like all over the car. Like yeah, that's me. He's all doing right. like a rendition of Phil Collins and yeah. Uh, so which one are you? If you're watching and you can comment on YouTube or Facebook, which one are you? Are you the are you the blare the radio whenever you're in the car? Are you the just silent, I'm going to think and use this time kind of download? Are you the person who's just, you know, smiling, laughing? Are you talking on the phone? Are you the person that waits to get in the car to get on the phone? You got the Bluetooth. Um, <clears throat> which one are you? Are you the happy person <clears throat> on the way to work this morning? Are you the grumpy person? Be honest. Give us that I am, feedback. When I'm by myself, I am the blaring music. If you drive up to me in if the parking lot, if you can catch me. <laughs> Actually, we're parking, so you're definitely going to catch me. If you come pull up next to me, I'm the one that you hear. Most people don't think I would be that way, but I'm the one with the music going boom, boom, boom. Um, loud. I love loud music. Um, David is not that type of person. He likes complete silence, like symphony. I'm like, uh. But the radio in the car is like, I don't know, it takes me back. It's one of my favorite things. That's when I like to listen to music or the most. the other option, are you the person that's on Bluetooth audio on the phone call and everybody in seven cars around you can hear your conversation because you crank the volume all the way up? <laughs> I'm sure there's been some drive throughs I've got an earful when David's pulled up. And it's been an earful for me. <laughs> And right. if I knew that they knew that I said and it was me, I'd be probably embarrassed if I'm being honest. Yeah. Hopefully you're being honest. <laughs> she's definitely being honest that it's usually her that she's getting earful. I'm getting earful. <laughs> no. No, let's look. All right. So how about this? We're going to, we're going to, we're in day three of um, Pace Your Race. I hope you guys have enjoyed it. I, I really have. But uh, today we're going to kind of uh, kind of go into kind of a sidebar topic that, I mean, is right smack in the middle, not because it's Wednesday, but just simply because it is right in the middle of the conversation of pace your race, and that is stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. And um, this is day three of pace your race, and I'm going to need you to stay in your lane this morning. You know what I mean? Don't, don't come over here cramping my style and crossing. This is my dance space, like, like Patrick Swayze said in, in uh, Dirty You are dancing. not Patrick and Swayze this is your dance when space. dancing. I'm just saying you're not. So this is my side of the line. 
So in a world where we're constantly, all right, let's talk about staying in our lane for a second. This is hard to do, by the way. But in a world where, I mean, let's, let's just face it, we're constantly faced with this challenge. I mean, everybody thinks they're an expert at everything. Everyone pokes their nose in everyone's business. And, uh, you know, how do we protect ourselves, right, from becoming victims of the social standards this is part of pacing your race because I think a lot of times what gets us moving too fast and what keeps us from moving, you know, beyond a turtle's pace is really what we, what others think about us or what others will think about us. And uh, somebody made a comment yesterday at the end of the show, not knowing that we were going to go this direction, you know, on uh, the comparison. Um, I think it was Danny Cribbs said something about the comparison trap. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that this morning. And, um, you know, how can we learn to stay in our lane? And so over the next few minutes, you know, we're going to uncover a few areas that, that we feel can help you. And of course, without fail, we're going to share some of our, I'm sure, some of our personal experiences and, and insight on this. But number one, let me give you a couple of points. Let's start it with this and then gives us some, some fodder to talk about, right? Number one, know who you are. You know, um, we're talking about racing here and we're talking about, you know, life's race. And, you know, we, we talked a lot about identity recently and we're going to hit that as well, but know who you are. <clears throat> There's so many different influences and voices that are in our society and culture today that can infiltrate us on a personal level. I mean, it, you can't, like we talked about whether you're silent or listening to the radio, maybe you're listening to some sort of news source or talking to someone. Maybe that's the time when you're heading in or heading home where you do, like I'm going to call my mother or call my sister or call my brother, call my family, call my friend, my, my spouse. And then you're getting whatever influence that you are welcoming in. So, you know, this is, there's so many voices, you know, that, that infiltrate us on a personal level. If we don't have a strong sense of identity and worth, like we talked about a few weeks ago, you know, society is going to decide it for us. And even if you go, well, I don't, you know, listen, they're not going to tell me who I'm, I'm a believer. I mean, yeah, I listen to them, but they really don't influence me. Well, the reality is subtly you could be influenced you know, and it could affect the pace of your race, whether you are running the race on this particular day, whether you sit the sidelines this particular day. And so those voices do matter. So I think this, we must be intentional about deciding what kind of person that we want to be, right? What we want to stand for and the why behind everything we do and the pursuit of, of that. So what are the driving forces and values that you want to live your life by? You know, um, I think that, uh, you know, you, you know, our company here has core values. We, you know, we, we, we look at that as a corporate, you know, tenant, you know, this is, we have core, what's your core values? A church has core values, but do you have core values for your life? You know, and if not, you know, um, if you don't have them written down, do you know what they are? You know, would you know where to start and what are the, what are the values that you want to live your life by? And then you will always have an anchor to come back to, right? In times where, you know, you notice comparison creeping in and that's real important because comparison, comparison creeps in. And if you don't have anything anchoring you, you know, you'll drift toward that comparison and towards those voices. I want to stop there. Um, yesterday I was in some additional one-on-ones and it, this never occurred to me until we were in this meeting yesterday. And, you know, we talk about, as Christians, we talk about the scripture that says iron sharpens iron, which is true, right? So coming together, we sharpen one another. But um, in this one particular meeting, I, the Lord just like, it was like instantly dropped in my, my heart. It was like, but comparison, if we're not careful, will dull our blade. 
Mm. And we don't ever think about that. So I was reminded of uh, my dad was a cook, and he always had a really sharp knife. So I can remember on Thanksgiving, like when he would get ready to carve the turkey or cut his prime rib, he literally would pull out this, you know, the sharp knife sharpener, and he'd be like, and he'd have a certain way, and I would... Being who I am, I'd be like, okay, I'm going to sharpen my knife to cut what I'm cutting in there too, Dad. And I would start to sharpen, and he goes, no, no, no. You're going to dull the blade instead of sharpen it. So I think we got to be, be... But why? You were doing you were doing, I was doing it wrong. I was doing it wrong. So I, I think we could put that, if we have the wrong people in our life that we think maybe, you know, we're thinking, you know, iron sharpens iron, so I'm going to connect with this person because iron sharpens iron. But if we're not careful, if we allow people to get in our lane that doesn't belong there they can dull you versus mm. sharpen you mm. and it's interesting you told me that i don't know if it was was it this morning or last night you were sharing that with me um was it last night or this morning we anyway, have so many conversations yeah, i think it was yeah <laughs> it was last night um because this morning you came home from the gym and and you didn't you were you were beat so um <laughs> Yeah, so that wasn't this morning. I have morning. a smile now, guys. <laughs> but last night you shared that with me, and I was thinking about it because I remember many times your dad doing that, and I'm quite aware that he had a sharp knife, by the way, you know, <laughs> just saying. <laughs> when I married her when she was 17, he showed me. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but Actually, no true story. Um, my dad probably didn't think David stayed in his lane, married me young, and I think the first 10 years of our marriage, my my dad never said one word to David for didn't like 10 years. Until I, I hired no him. Joke. Until I hired him and he had to talk to me. But so, you know, I remember him sharpening his knife that way. And if you think about that, when she shared that with me, it really, it really did, it really did bring a revelation to me. And I, I, I like that thought because and that was God, because both of them, iron sharpens iron. So that, so, you know, again, I want, I, not that it needs to be broken down, but the way I saw it is, you know, you have this iron sharpening iron. That's the word of God. That's not like a good, you know, I saw, um, some advertisement for, I can't remember who it was, somebody that completely secular, it wasn't a faith-based organization, but they used the terminology iron sharpens iron. And I think they did it because it was, it, it sounded cool and it was a kind of a, you know, cool, cool phrase, but it's scripture. It's not just a cool phrase. The Bible says that iron sharpens iron. So one friend will sharpen another. And so, so we are sharpened by others. But when Diana, when God gave Dinah that revelation, complacency, I'm sorry, comparison though will dull you. So if you if you don't if you don't find the right people that sharpen you, but you find the wrong people because you're trying to live up to or compare yourself, then it will dull you. And you look at it and you you can be deceived. The enemy always has a counterfeit. You said this too when you told me. There's always a counterfeit to God's best. So God wants us to know who we are. The enemy wants us to be like someone else. I want you to I want you to hear that. That's really good. God wants you to know who you are. The enemy wants you to be like someone else. So here always point to, and it's not that you can't have a mentor. That's great. Those those are wonderful things. Those are God things. But you you still have to know who you are. The enemy will say, hey, just be like that person. And you know, we need to be like one person, and that's Jesus. Amen. And um so that's great. That was awesome <clears throat> revelation. And, and so looking at that, you know, comparison creeps in and we have to have something that anchors us. And that is knowing who we are in God. So, you know, ask yourself this, why do I want that? Or why am I pursuing that? You know, what is the underlying motivation for that? You know, is it for status to meet expectations, you know, or do you genuinely desire those things for the right reasons? And so knowing who you are will guide you to engage, you know, in, in really true motivation. 
and, um, and it'll be a leader, not a follower. And here's a scripture that goes along with that, James 3.16, not John 3.16, but James 3.16. James 3.16 got the shaft because John 3.16, James is like, why did I put this scripture? Like, why was this the 3.16? You know what I mean? Because everybody's going to think John. James 3.16, for wherever there is jealousy and selfish ambition, there you will find disorder and evil of every kind. Amen? So number one, know who you are. Number two, guard your heart. That's, that's a scripture as well, by the way. Guard your heart. And above else, guard your heart. For everything you do flows from it. So if you want to look at another way that you and I can stay in our lane, it's to guard our heart. If our actions you know, come from the condition of our heart, then take some time to reflect on what you allow your heart to to, to drive what you allow to drive you out of your heart. Do you find yourself feeling je- jealous? You know, do you find yourself being bitter? Are you never satisfied? Are you always wanting? Let me, how about this? Are you critical and judgmental? Do you feel a sense of superiority or entitlement? I mean, I just like hit a bunch of things there that, that kind of fall on a lot of people. And maybe, maybe you struggle with one of these things. If it's left to just you, so if you. Well, I mean, we talk. The Bible talks about guarding our hearts because out of it, the issues of life flow. So it's really important to guard that and who you let in there. You know, I've, I'll, you know, over the course of time, I'll probably say many things, over and over because they're very. I guess, life-changing for me. So, you know, that's why it's really tough, that analogy about outer courts, inner courts, holy of holies. That's why I believe that guarding your heart and who you bring into your life and your surroundings is really important. Who you let into that holy of holies, which to me is is your heart. And someone mentioned there that they um, got a revelation that the enemy will definitely tempt you with things that look and seem good. The moment I read that comment, I thought about fool's gold. Fool's gold looks real. It sparkles. You know, people are attracted to it. But when you take it to a jeweler and have them examine, like, you got duped. So be careful about those things. All that glitters is not gold, right? Mm -hmm. So be careful about that. And then um, Proverbs 3, 6, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 are probably one of my favorite scriptures. I will, that's probably my life verse. I have a lot of verses that I always go back to, but that one is a very pivotal one for me because when I want to stray, you know, I have to go back and I, if I trust the Lord with all my heart, lean not to my own understanding in all my ways, acknowledge him, even when I don't want to, Mm -hmm. he's going to direct my path if I allow that. So that's like one of my favorite, that's a, that's a really good life verse. Um, is 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 that because really ultimately that's about staying in our lane right because right. in and someone mentioned earlier like being in someone else's lane i don't want to be in someone else's lane and here's the thing there's seasons that we're running in our lane on our own and we're encouraging ourselves and we have people around us but how many knows that there's times that we have to have bumper guards almost like a bowling a game of bowling and that's okay right so sometimes we need the bumper guards or the training wheels to help us till we're strong enough to be in that lane yeah i mean your lane serves as a boundary you know um you know if you if you get outside your lane in an official race you're disqualified you know if you um you know if you if you don't stay in your lane in on while driving down the road you might you might die you know or kill someone else or certainly you know get into an accident so you know we must be diligent with exercising boundaries to protect us from you know complying with the different voices around us. I mean, this may look like limiting social media usage, you know, on following accounts that trigger those feelings. You know, it may also look like spending less time with certain people or being very cautious, you know, with who you're vulnerable with. Diana mentioned the inner courts, the outer courts, the holies of holies, who you let in, who you talk to, who you share your vision with. You, listen, there's there's people that you have no business sharing your vision with. You know, don't get, excuse the phrase, diarrhea of the mouth when it comes to your vision and what's precious to you. Because not only can some people not handle it, some people, some people, 
people right then become jealous and envious and can begin to sow seeds to immediately try to um, to undermine that and, uh, and and undermine is a big word because undermine could take time, you know they could see you know undermining spirit. My grandfather used to preach a message about trees and he said there was a male mulberry tree which is very prominent in Florida and he said one of the things about this tree it had these big leaves. But the roots went down, and you had to end up killing these plants or uprooting these plants because they would actually grow underground. And then before you know it, all the grass, all the trees around it would be brown. They would die because it would literally suck the nourishment, and it would go. It had an undermining spirit. It was beautiful above ground, but underground the roots were not uh, were, were, were you know stealing and so forth. So know the areas in your life where you can get trapped in comparing and put things into place to safeguard them and I'm going to give you another scripture for this, Ephesians 2.10. For we are God's masterpiece. He's created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he's planned for us. So understand that you are his masterpiece. You are a one of a kind. You know, um, I said this the other day, um, I think it was on the podcast, but you know, yeah, it was at the end. But, you know, we see all these famous, you know, artists and painters and so forth. And you say, hey, we bought an original Picasso or an original, and they're, they're, val- they're invaluable. They're, uh, they're so valuable. I mean, they're, they're just, they're crazy money. But you are an original God. You are an original masterpiece. He painted you and signed his name at the bottom of it. And there's never in- going to be another you. Um, real quick, number three, we talked about this too, Diana. Um, you talked about it last week. But it bears repeating in staying with your lane. This is part of what staying in your lane will help you stay in your lane, and that's practicing gratitude. Focusing on what we don't have, right, produces discontentment, ungratefulness, which is linked to depression, anxiety. Um, you know, instead of focusing on all the negative things, shift, and there, there's, the, there's the action, right? Instead of shift your focus to what you're grateful for and count your blessings. And you can't do that without staying in your lane. Because if you are, if you're, if you're focusing on what someone else has or the discontentment, or if you're ungrateful and there's depression and anxiety there, you automatically are looking into someone else's lane. You are veering into their lane and you certainly aren't focused on what's going on in your lane. But the moment you shift your focus back to what you're grateful for and count your blessings, immediately you're back in your lane. And um, you may start with a few things, just simple things, but it gets easier, right? The more you learn to stop and look at the uh, positive aspects of your life, right? And what's going on in your situation. And so can I just say this? Factually, the grass is not greener on the other side. You know, we may as well learn to be content with our current circumstances, you know, so that we have more uh, energy, right, and per- to, to really pursue the purpose in, uh, of the things that we care about and that God has, you know, for us. And um, so I, I think this, the next time you feel you know, crappy about your life, try, you know, try focusing and shifting your focus back into, you know, the blessings that God has given you. You know, um, you, you, I don't care if you have to be grateful for a cup of coffee, the sun shining, the sounds of birds, you know, whatever. Or if you're thankful for, you know, your vehicle is not broken down. You know, you have a job you to go to. You have family members that love you. You know, whatever it is, find those things and focus on them. I think you have to find the nuggets of that. And I think I shared this a little bit um, at some point this week. But um, in the one-on-ones that I've been part of recently, I'm like, you, at the end of the day, it's really important, especially, you know, depending on what industry you're in, but even probably working manual labor, doing lawns, that, you know, you had a rough day, it rained, it sucked, you know, your weed eater stopped working, 
working, whatever it is, to before you end your day, even though maybe you've had a challenging day, go back and find something that, hey, you accomplished, that you're thankful for, you're grateful, like, hey, you know what, I didn't get here, but at least I got here and, and end your day on that positive note, which allows you, I feel like, when you end it positively and find the nuggets, the good nuggets of the day, it, it enables you to uh, approach your next day um, you know, with gratitude so that you're not approaching your next day like, oh, I got to do this again. You know, if we go to bed already thinking on the negative side, like today I am beat, I got beat up today, and you wake up the next morning, you almost dread going to work that day or going whatever it is that you're, you're doing. So I think finding that's really important. And then also I thought about this too, is we're running this race, right? And so I think we have to know what race we're in, you know, whatever it is we're trying to accomplish, whatever goal, and realize that we're not always running in the Olympics for the big prize. We might be in a qualifying event to get there. Mm. That's good. So no, we might not be in the big, in the end result, right? Where we ultimately want to go. We might be in this little qualifying event that if we pick up and increase our speed here or we grow ourselves here, it's going to be what's necessary to get us to the next trial, which will eventually, you know, and I say trial run, like there's a bunch of of qualifying events to get to the Olympics, right? It's every other year, the winter, every other, the summer. So in that off season, they're not really off sitting back eating bonbons on the beach. Beach, right, they're still doing and running minimum, you know, different types of races to get where they need to be. So know where you're at. You might be in a qualifying event, and so don't be discouraged if maybe you didn't come in in this event the way you want to. That doesn't mean you're not going to get to the Olympics. Yeah, and a scripture that goes along with practicing gratitude in First uh, Timothy six six through eight. Yet true godliness with contentment is itself great wealth. Listen to that. God calls that great wealth. After all, he said, we brought nothing with us when we came into this world and we can't take anything with us when we leave. So if we have enough food and clothing, let us be content. Here's the thing, practicing that, you know, and it reminds me of the scripture in Matthew that says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all of these other things will be added unto you. And so um, celebrate, I'm sorry, uh, you know, uh, be gr- grateful. And that brings me to number four really quick. I want to get these in, but celebrate others' wins. I'm going to take it a step further. You want to stay in your lane? So you wait a second, Dave. You said stay in my lane, but I'm supposed to, you know, how, how do I know if I'm staying in my lane, you know, what, how, what someone else is doing? Look, celebrate their wins. Jealousy and envy can creep into everyone's lives, right? And, and so can I just say, it whispers that we should have received that opportunity. We should have received that reward or recognition. So combat it by celebrating other people's wins. Not just not, just not talking about them. It's not enough. Go the opposite end of the spectrum. Celebrate their win. And, and um, you know, in what may feel like a struggle, right, show support. And I believe this, eventually in time, it will become, you know, it will become something that God promotes you through and something that God does in your life. And then there'll be others that celebrate your win. Can I just say this? True generosity of spirit means that we're freely offering praise and encouragement irrespective of our own situations. And even if we feel offended or our ego is wounded, that's a tough one. But it is, it is imperative to, for staying in your lane and effectively running your race. So the next time you find yourself, you know, comparing to the lives of others, remember that it's a slippery slope. I've done it. I've been there, right? And it's a slippery slope. And Diana mentioned it um, 
you know, earlier that, you know, the, the analogy on iron sharpening iron, that comparison will dull you. Not only is it a slippery slope, it'll dull you, which will prevent you and hold you back from reaching what God has for you in a timely manner. So staying in your lane requires you and I to respect and appreciate where we are in life and also applies the same rules to others. So if you visualize like two lines on either side of you, know that the path you're on is unique to you just like it is for everyone else. And it may save you from a whole lot of, you know, unnecessary heartache. And, and obviously it will save you from being derailed by the enemy. So don't let the comparison traps. You know, I really thought about when you're, you know, in a game of sports, <laughs> like the ones that you see, that's a bad sport <laughs> when they lose, like it's so much nicer to see that when someone, even if they come in second, they're congratulating the first Mm-hmm. you know, place winner, let's do that. You know, I think as people of God and children of God and, and carriers of the light, right? Because that's what we're supposed to be. We're salt and salt and light to the world, right? So we should want to do that as a representation of, you know, God being in our life, really. Amen. And grace and mercy and, and celebrating. Like, I don't think we always do that. Sometimes we used to get caught up on our own self, like, darn it, I should have won. But I mean, how much more could God bless if we go beyond bless those? And I don't want to say they're cursing you, but you know what I mean? The Bible talks about blessing those who curse you. So bless those that beat you, yeah. knowing that, you know what, there's another opportunity to do that. Um, that's that all. I never really thought about it that way because it's a lot easier to go, man, I should have won. Who's been at a, a baby shower or a birthday party and they have door prizes and you don't win and you're like, or mm-hmm. are, are girls fighting for the bouquet when they throw it like who's going to get the bouquet and get married that's actually hilarious yeah. so um like oh man it really has no that doesn't mean the person's going to get married but it's funny you go fight for something but then we're mad at the other person um yeah you know i think celebrating those wins is a good thing i don't think we do that enough other people's wins because we're self-natured so we always go back to ourselves and we're more consumed in what we win and don't win that we don't take the time to acknowledge where someone else is winning and maybe tap into it maybe that winning situation is going to be what sharpens you yeah we're going to uh scroll down a little bit mike we're gonna <clears throat> we'll pick up on this tomorrow there's a little more to stay in your lane here and but i'll give you you want to keep going on this tomorrow sure you know one thing i do want to say is psalms 119 that Uh, book of the Bible is it talks about staying the course you'll be blessed so that's a good one after today some point read Psalms 119 it'll be a good one it's encouraging so tomorrow we'll pick up on staying in your lane and and give you a few more tips here hopefully you're enjoying this we're talking about pacing your race this week and um, sorry if there's any connection issues I know there's been some this morning but uh, we're working on those so hey hope you guys have a wonderful day and um, Mike I'm ready to go run (laughs) Thank you all for tuning in today. We hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Apologies for the connection issues. I'm trying to sort them out in the background and keep up with us at the same time. But it should be back up tomorrow for anybody watching our live stream. If you guys would like to opt in and you still hear me, you can choose to opt into our um, daily encouragement text messaging threads. It is free for you. It's a simple text that comes out from Dave every single morning. Completely free. Um, It's just a little something to help you get your day started in the right direction. If you guys would like to, you can text the letters EZGC to 813-522-3356. To everybody in our live audience, again, apologies about the connection issues today, but we will have them fixed by tomorrow. But thank you all for always joining us. But if you guys can't make the live broadcast, you can always catch us on replay. 
on YouTube every single day. We have the full episode uploaded as well as on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Apple Podcasts is our biggest podcasting platform. So if you can, go subscribe to us on that one. We are actually pretty high on a couple of charts across the world, um, which we really do thank you guys for all the subscriptions that you do do and all the downloads. But if you guys haven't, please go subscribe to us on there. To everybody who's listening on replay, watching on replay, you can always join us live every single morning, 8.30 a.m. EST on Facebook and YouTube. Um, you can follow David Villa's Facebook page and hit the bell for post notifications and on YouTube, subscribe to the channel and hit the bell for notifications. You'll get notified every single time we go live. Make sure you guys check out the Summer 21 Faith Gear Drop. It is up. It's a very limited supply. Once we run out, it will be out for at least three weeks, so grab it if you want it. This week's featured Bible plan is Unfair Advantage. It's a four-day reading plan on new version in the Bible app. Go check it out. Read it. Let us know what you think. We hope you guys enjoy it. Thank you all for listening today. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and on that note, we out. Thanks so much for listening. If you're enjoying the podcast and you want to connect further, check out the David Villa's Game Changer group on Facebook. We'll see you next time on the next episode of Game Changer.